0: Grab your balloons and sparklers, pop the champagne, and settle in for some calendar turning. It's New Year's, y'all. Grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, December 30th, Uh, also known as New Year's Eve Eve. And in case you couldn't sense the excitement in my voice, I really love New Year's. In fact, it's my favorite holiday. Once we were hosting a large church event that started off with a connection icebreaker kind of activity thing. And in this half full auditorium, the host was naming holidays. And when you he heard your favorite holiday, you had to stand up, look for someone who was also standing, and say, connect. Uh, it, it's kind of less fun when I'm explaining it, uh, rather than doing it. But, uh, it, it was really cool. And then I was always sitting there in my seat as some people's favorite holidays were named Christmas. Uh, you know, plenty of people stood up and connected Thanksgiving connection, Easter connection. And then I started to wonder if they'd ever get to it, if they would even include new year's. And so I was waiting and waiting. And eventually, uh, They said it New Year's and I shot out of my seat as if unable to contain myself. And I was seated in the front row and I turned to look for someone to connect with who else loves New Year's and there was nobody there. So I just laughed in pure delight of connecting, not with a person, but with the holiday itself, New Year's, the greatest holiday. So why do I love it so much? There's nothing like the combination of looking back and looking forward. And I find that, uh, you know, two of my favorite emotions are nostalgia and anticipation, and there's no better time to do that during than during New Year's. Uh, you know, wasn't it so great and meaningful in this sort of nostalgic way when this or that happened in high school or in second grade, and then on the anticipation side, and won't it be so wonderful in the near or distant future when this or that happens? New Year's contains a unique, Opportunity to look back and to look ahead. Um, you know, and it's simple because it's just the calendar page turning, and then we're going to be in 2021. And I love the way that a fresh start is built into the very way our calendar functions, even if it's somewhat arbitrary. Um, you know, so we rotated around the sun one more time. Great. How does that change how I feel about work, about my roommates and me not getting along? about how long it's taking to get pregnant when we hoped it would be a lot faster or how money is tight right now. How does shifting into another year really even help? And on some level, I think it truly is arbitrary. You know, we're not wrong about that. But the question is, how can we assign meaning to arbitrary things such that they are significant? Because God has allowed us this remarkable gift of being able to make meaning out of pure arbitrary nonsense. It's the human impulse to be storytellers and meaning makers in our world. Uh, and, you know, just by the way, I'm, I'm like heavily borrowing from some of the ideas that I read in Desiring the Kingdom by uh, James K. A. Smith and getting that principle. I'm sure other people say it other, other places too, but to cite my sources briefly. But yeah, humans are created to create meaning. And we see this in the Bible in 1 Samuel 7. As the prophet Samuel is leading Israel into battle uh, against the Philistines, uh, you know, he does it through worshiping. And so much could be said about this, but uh, that's a different topic. Uh, And as Samuel's doing this, God delivers Israel a decisive victory as crashing thunder comes from the clouds. And then it gives way to panic, uh, you know, in the hearts of their enemies. And then the battle is done. And Samuel does a very odd thing at this point. He puts a rock down and and decides it means something significant. First Samuel 7.12 says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, which means stone of helping, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So God showed up in this battle. Samuel needed to commemorate it. This moment mattered to him so much that it just happening and moving on didn't make any sense. And what's interesting to me about this is that God didn't even tell him to do this. Nowhere in this scripture, does it say, and God told Samuel, set up a stone of remembrance. No, Samuel just did it because he knew he needed it and he knew he could, and it would still matter. So what does this have to do with New Year's, my favorite and the best holiday of all time? New Year's is like a stone on the ground. Year by year, it's set up for us. And then we get to decide what it means. We get to ascribe it meaning. We get to flex our power as meaning makers, storytellers, gifted and creative in our imaginations. And we, like Samuel can say, this isn't just some ordinary rock. It's called Ebenezer the rock of help, because God helps us so much. And we can say, Hey, this isn't just any ordinary day. This is new year's day. And let me tell you all about the significant stuff this day means. And that's why I think to mine new years for significant meeting, we would be really wise to look back over the last year and learn from it. And to do that, I've had a practice over the last several years to write my own like year in personal proverbs is what I call it. And it's where I try to document what I've learned in the form of, you know, little aphorisms, you know, a couple sentences to carry with me, uh, in on and on to the future. And I'd encourage you to try it out for yourself and define your own proverbs, the things you believe God has taught you in the year. Here, just as some examples, are a few of mine for 2020, and they're all growing out of experience and things I feel God wants me to remember. So here are a couple of them. Within any constraint from Quarantine's Master Beyond, there is still infinite possibility. Resentment is like the battery of anger charged and stored within, and forgiveness is the way to uncharge it before it zaps. Love mostly looks like keeping my word because that's how God is. Stay connected to old friends. They're anchors through it all. The answer for self-doubt and imposter syndrome is a reality check. Watch the replay and seek the feedback. And these are just a few of my personal proverbs looking back on 2020. Uh and I'll probably write and blog some more as the year winds up, but uh I encourage you. Take a look back. Look at, uh, this year, which has been full of opportunities to learn stuff. And then, you know, there's the future anticipation side of things. So if that's looking back, thinking about looking ahead, um, and I think we're, we're really, really familiar with that side of things with new year's resolutions, uh, and I feel people have covered this enough, but I'll, I'll just briefly add, don't forget to set resolutions. You actually look forward to keeping this probably isn't said enough you know, sure. Be up for a challenge and a stretch. That's awesome. And also the resolution, uh, you know, let the resolution truly inspire and compel you. Let it be something that gets you moving and let it contain a vision for a future worth building. So there's just my two cents on, you know, how to be forward thinking and move ahead types and thinking resolutions. So there you have it. New Year's, my friends, there's nothing better And I bless you that this turning of the calendar year might be, uh, you know, I bless that it would be a meaningful thing for you, a source of wisdom looking back and of hope looking forward to what God has in store for us next. Take care.